Yo, what's good with y'all? Money Game Podcast kicking off season three. And I think this is a very special episode. I mean, Lakers, well, well, not even the Lakers, NBA restart is up. I mean, what? Playoff basketball is, before you know it's going to be here in the bubble. Um, Just reflecting on the last time the Lakers have been in a a winning situation. We're going to talk about all that as well as the landscape for hip-hop and what's been going on. And I'm going to get off topic a little bit. You know how I do. So let's go ahead. I'm just going to get to it as I remember it and see how we get with that. All right. Now, as you all know, NBA restart happened, and it was everything and more. It was great to you know bridge that gap from when they shut the NBA down from the pandemic. And... We're getting the second half of the season. Well, actually, less than well, it was less than half of the season. It was almost around that time for the playoffs originally. So, we're getting to finish up the season with the games, the little games we had. Lakers clinched number one. Damian Lillard got a uh, trolled on Instagram, and he's going. He's now in the same graphic as Wilt Chamberlain, and nobody expected this to happen the way it did. But I mean. Uh, it, all it took was some Instagram comments from Paul George and Pat Bev, and Damian Lillard is a man on a mission, and he's demanding respect on his name. I'm not just saying that. You need, you you clearly haven't seen the highlights of him yelling that with some not so kid friendly language between it. So uh, he's definitely playing out his mind right now. The Lakers. Uh, I mean, we had a couple losses. That was clearly after we clinched the number one spot for the first time in 10 years. And the last time that was did, it was a completely different team. LeBron was where? In um, Cleveland, I think, still. Um, It was a whole different landscape. It was Gasol, Kobe, Odom, Metal World Peace. You know, it was a different team. It was led by the Black Mamba. He was the, you know, number one assassin in the league. He had picked up those gems he got from Jordan early on in his career and just executed and recreated himself and well, not recreated, redefined himself within, you know, his career with twenty four and just took off and that was his last championship. Um obviously as a fan of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, that you know, that's something, you know, I wish could have happened different. But I mean three Pete, it would have been cool, but it's cool how it is. I mean, five championships and a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it would definitely be something, you know, watching the Hall of Fame with Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant not being there. So that's the thing. But let's keep it, Uh, you know. I mean, yeah, I think the playoffs is going to be very interesting in the uh, bubble. I mean, you got all these uh, guys, you know, kind of, you know, in this one hotel, in this one vicinity, like, it, and it's made for some good competitive uh, basketball, I, I say the least. You can tell that a, a lot of guys are just happy to be out there playing this game after this whole thing, you know, after this break, unexpected break. It's definitely a good thing to see this basketball and to see my team, you know, on top of things like they should have been. It's, if, if, this is for all the Lakers fans, I know, and it's, it's people in California listening to this. Um, there's people all over the world listening to this that are Lakers fans, and I don't think everybody feels our pain. Like, that was our last, like, you know, that was our last, like, thing that we could hold on to, didn't have to go through all these years, 10 years, a whole decade. Like, and I remember that as being in middle school and, you know, rooting for that and, you know, being a diehard fan of that. So, it's, it's, I can say honestly, yo, it's definitely a turn in basketball, and now one of the bigger market teams are on top again, and it's good to see. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Now, let me bring it back a little bit. This whole Pat Bev thing now got out of hand. Obviously, you know, Dane Dollar, and I'd say, yo, he's a legend in two games, but that's a whole different conversation in a whole different podcast episode. But let's keep it strictly basketball here. Dame Dollar, I see now people saying, oh, he's nice and all that. Bro, I've been knew Damian Lillard is nice. I've been knew like, he was in that conversation with Kyrie for the best point guard in the league. I mean, come on now. But now he's just a man on a mission, and he can't be stopped. 
Oh, uh, it's just it's it's kind of seemed like one of these last dance moments where Jordan took some personal. It did it kind of like some modern day stuff like that, and it just got him going. And it just he just was a man on the mission. And it's very interesting because it's still a chance for the Spurs and what Phoenix and Portland to get into the eighth spot. So this is a very competitive end of the season we don't know what team we're going to play in the first round some people think that's going to uh, hurt the Lakers in the first round but I'm really I don't think that it's going to be a problem at all I mean whoever we play I mean yeah I, like, I ain't going to say we're going to run through whatever but I mean if it is Portland I hope it is Portland out of those teams because I mean the Spurs they could get there on some lucky stuff and we'll just sweep them um, the, the Phoenix Suns just because of Devin Booker and how much I, I root for him and I know what he can do on the court. I say at the most two games they'll win and that series will be over, like it'd be four two. So, um Portland Portland could go all the way to seven. Like Portland could go all the way to seven and that could be something that we need to get us started in that first round. Like that could be that wake up call, like, hey, we could be going right here, like that could be the fire under the Lakers that we need. So, out of those teams, I'm hoping it's Dame Dollar and the Trailblazers. I'm hoping, you feel me, we can see how we match up against them because, I mean, they're number – I mean, we're number one. I mean, it's talk about us and the inconsistency and Kuzma and, you know, him. Could he be the closer? Could – uh is LeBron going to um, keep having these games like he's having and not really – I mean, dropping the points we feel he should drop. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's inconsistencies inconsistencies with that, and he can't hit late-game free throws. But if you think about it, I think LeBron's just going to turn to another whole new level in this uh, playoff. And a lot of people say this doesn't matter. You know, it's a pandemic. It's going to be a little asterisk behind this. Whoever wins this championship and the Lakers are heavily favored. I don't feel like that. I mean... I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't care. Like we've never seen nothing like this in the far of the history of America, but any, I mean, it just happened to be an unfortunate situation where, I mean, obviously the NFL was already in um, off season and the NBA was still, you know, the only thing that was on TV. So they got affected by it and that's just what it was. But I don't sit here and say, oh, well, last year's championship meant more because it was a pandemic. They wasn't in the bubble in Florida. and uh, It's still the same. It's still the same level of talent. It's just minus the fans. And a lot of people can say, oh, well, they don't have the momentum and all this stuff, and every game feels the same, and it's just like a pickup game. I mean, that may be true. And, I, I mean, me personally playing basketball, I definitely can really feel that aspect of that argument. But, um... I don't – that's not an excuse. This is still the same game. They got virtual fans, and you see different celebrities come through, Shaq, Lil Wayne, Reggie Miller, whoever. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's – I don't – I can't say that. <laughs> and I can't say that because we highly favored and all that. But, I mean, even if the Lakers still, was, still sucked, I mean, whoever won the championship won it. Like, you can't – put an asterisk beside it and say that doesn't count and all that. People saying that and trying to use that, bro, I really don't understand. But, I mean, it is what it is. But you really can't say that, bro, because it's never happened before. And when it does happen, it's just, you know, like we're supposed to throw the whole season and come back in October or some shit and just act like we didn't play a certain amount of games. Like, no, we have to finish what we started, even though we didn't expect that to happen. So, I'm waiting to say that for a minute. But, yeah, NBA is everything and more as far as expectations. Um, I was more ready. This is better than when the season started, actually. For some reason, like, this is way better. Like, I don't know. It's more competitive. It was more competitive in the last few games. I mean, yeah, I know teams are trying to make it into the playoffs. But it was a yeah, playoff atmosphere, like, this level of play, like, and from somebody watching from home, all I really need is the commentators, you feel me, to make me know how intense the game is. 
I mean, obviously it's cool, you know, you, the crowds into it and all that. But I mean, hey, you can't have it. It would it would mess the game up. Um, um, players would get probably coronavirus from somewhere, and it just wouldn't it wouldn't be no point in restarting it. And this is the smarter way to go. That's just simple. But like I said. I'd rather have the Portland Trail Blazers um, to face in the first round as a Lakers fan and just a fan of basketball in general. If you want to, if you want to watch playoff basketball, you want to watch the like, you want to watch some highly competitive games. And in the playoffs, the eighth seed, you know, is usually somebody you know four games they out of there. Used to be three games and they out just to you know get it out of there. But now it's just. I want to play some like they're not a regular AC. Like they should be like a motherfucking top three or top five in the goddamn West, if you ask me. Like with their level of talent, coaching, and you know, st- like they, it's a team that plays together. So they're not a regular AC. <laughs> a Phoenix is more of an AC than them or the Spurs. Like they're not like I don't view them as an AC. Like like somebody that's not a threat. That's not. Nah. So I'd rather have that some competitiveness, some competitiveness. I'm, I'm going all these ways. Come on now, I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of excited to get into this. All right, but I'm ready to have that level of like talent going against the Lakers just to see how we match up against them. I mean, that's a good squad. I don't, I don't. The record really doesn't uh say anything to me. You feel me? It's just. You know, like that team, like that's a team I play with on two K or something. So I know what they're capable of doing. Like I beat my brother a lot playing with Portland. You feel me? So I know that they're good enough to, you know, make it an interesting series against the Lakers with, you know, class like that. Now, um, the Thunder and the Rockets, that would be something entertaining to watch in that first round. Also, that'd be you know something to be on the edge of your seat because Chris Paul. I mean, it was a lot of jokes going around about uh, Chris Paul and him going to the Thunder and them being, you know, basically last in the West and all that. Like, I mean, but he came through and him and Adams and and company, they are really a good team together. They play together. Their chemistry is on another level. And when they go out there, you think that's going to be a gimme win, and it's not. So this would be something good to see, in my opinion. And uh, you got Westbrook and Harden going up against their former teams, and that's gonna be you know you know the story you know the like the the story behind that, so that's gonna be something to watch. So I like I said yo this this NBA coming back when it did is one of the clutchest things in sports history, in my opinion. Anyway, but let's move on. <laughs> let's move on now. Um, as of lately, I know as far as music, you know, hip hop rappers, they can't go to shows, you know, they can't, you know, they basically got to make their money from streaming their albums or YouTube streams or whatever revenues of business they have or whatever they do for income. So on the side, other than music, obviously. So, okay. The most trending thing that happened in the last, what? week or so the WAP um so WAP let's talk about this song Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion now this is no lie <laughs> this is no lie now when I seen that on Instagram that um this song was dropping I looked at Simone I said this is WAP okay I literally told her at that moment okay this that's probably what this stands for I bet you this is what Friday or Thursday night, rather, when this song comes out, um, this is what this song gonna be called. This is what that stands for. This is the acronym for that. And sure enough, like there's no lie, you can ask me. Like I don't have the cap on none of that. And I'm seeing okay on Twitter the reactions and people talking about this video is iconic and all. That. I'm like iconic. Hmm. Let me, let me see. Let me check this out. You feel me? Let me check this out now. I mean, far as the song, let's talk about the song before we get into the video now. The song, I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's that bad. Now, you think about the stuff that I'm, the like, the nasty, quote-unquote, nasty songs that I'm accustomed to. 
Now I think it could be a lot, a lot worse because I say some names like um Trina, um, Lil Kim, uh, Three Six Mafia, um, Plies, and then the list goes on. So this is actually, you know, it's a, you know, like I get what people are saying, but I mean. God damn, I mean, what did you expect from Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? Now, this song, like the actual replay value and lyrics, I think this, this for the audience that is made for, I think this has great replay value. Like, I give it that, you know, I, you know, I, I, I be fair on the music side. I always review everything honestly and how I, I would view it as honest. So... For me, yeah, I think this, for its audience that it's made for, I think this has great replay value. People still talking about this song on social media to this day or this video. Now, the actual video itself, I mean, I get it. You know, not to mention they had to edit this on YouTube. Like, YouTube, they don't, you know, they don't censor or edit shit these days. Like, you go to YouTube to get the damn explicit version. End of, I mean, the videos now is no Rap City, 106 and Park, Sucker Free Countdown, MTV, TRL. There's no more of that shit. So uh, the videos are explicit when they record them because it's going straight to uh, YouTube or Worldstar or some shit like that. Or So, I mean, they edited that. Like, them ones came prepared. They knew, goddamn it, like the type of damn audience this shit was going to reach. Everybody was going to be uh, watching this video. So. I say the video, I'm like, okay, you know, it's good. Like, it's pretty much what I would expect, like, this video to look. Like, I kind of, if you think about it, if you know how the response is getting on social media, you would kind of put it in the same light as the, you know, the Nicki Minaj and the kind of video. It's like, it's pretty much what you would expect. Like, it's, you know, it's not nothing like, like oh, you don't need to be doing this. I mean, I mean, this is what you, like, this is what you would expect from these two. I mean, as far as the imagery. So, I'm looking at the responses, and it's different people saying, you know, yeah, this is desperate, or I mean, or they could have did something like this. I mean, do I think this song is like the best Megan Thee Stallion versus? No, I feel like this is not one of her best verses. I mean, she actually can rap, but this is not one of her better verses. But I mean, hey. It fits this song. Like, it's what's best for this song. Now, if you want to talk about Megan Thee Stallion and her rapping ability and how I feel, shit, she's probably, she's definitely better than some male artists. But if we use that, I mean, they're both artists. Why we have to say male artists or female artists or male rapper or female rappers? Like, they're all rappers. They're all artists. Like, we shouldn't be doing that. But, I mean, that's how I feel. But... It's actually, like, I mean, Cardi, some people say she fell off, and that's been a huge response. Some people think this is her way of trying to get, you know, because some people think she can't live up to invasion of privacy. But, I mean, I think she'll do. I mean, it's still Cardi, and her being more relatable in her personality, I think that's going to always, you know, pretty much carry her. That's going to always be the reason she has such a, a cult like fan base is because her like her like realness and being more relatable a lot of celebrities are not relatable she seems like the one of the few celebrities who are still you know humble and like acts like a regular person like and says you know regular person stuff or rest like so that's gonna always be why she has that fan base she has and not to say she hasn't you know had great songs, good songs, hit songs. She definitely has. And that's not even try to, you know, say that. But I'm pretty much like, yeah, like I don't I don't pretty love the song. I don't hate it. I mean it, it is what it is. If you ask me, you know, how I feel about it, they'll tell you like it's not like I don't that's pretty much what I would expect from them. But uh these responses of Men, um, CeeLo Green had something to say. A lot of people had stuff to say. But I'm looking at these videos, and I'm saying, like, they're saying it's not a positive message for young females and all this. But um, I don't view it that way. Now, I mean, I understand the argument, you know. 
these kids are into hip-hop these days and the biggest artists are the role models and all that. But I don't think, if that's the case, I don't think you should have your kids listening to hip-hop, rather, you know, because that seems the only genre that people seem to take that much offense to because mostly, you know, majority is African-American. So people seem to have a lot of, you know, um, critical things to say about that specific genre. But they their kids seem to idolize and look at these artists as role models. And if you don't want that to be the case and you're a parent and you don't want them saying these um, absurd, some would say, lyrics, then don't let them listen to it. And don't have, like, don't blame the artist for you, you know, they your your kids should idolize you. You should be your kids' role models. And if if that's not how it's going in the household, then apparently you're not parents. Like, simple as that. Like, don't try to blame the artist for making a living. Like, that's this is the craziest thing I ever heard. And don't try to, you know, say, well, they shouldn't be saying this and all that. Like, I mean, this it's their song, you know. That's how they take care of their kids if they have kids. Like, I mean, boy, don't. That's how I look at it. But don't or be in your kids' lives and shit. Like, if I feel like sometimes they're not in their lives, but when they idolize these rappers and all that stuff, they may not like their message. But you can't really be mad at that. I mean, they're artists. Obviously, the kids are going to listen to what's up to date and what their favorite artists put out. And sometimes that's not going to be all what you you think. Like, I'm not to be wrong. There are a lot of songs with positive messages and a lot of rappers who don't cuss as frequently as some other rappers in situations like that. And a lot of times it is basically what the, you got to look at what the music industry is, sex, money and drugs. That's what a lot of industries are, if you think about it. But that's what specifically the music industry is. So if you're in that environment and you're in that game, that's what, you know, going to be what's, you know, that's going to be those specific things are going to be a lot of the topics. And, you know, of course, money and, you know. So that's crazy to think that. And that's crazy to people making all these videos saying whatever. It's not it's negative or whatever, but um it, what I was crazy though was everybody wants to like that's what I'm saying, like this whole Instagram thing or social media in general. People they don't know, like, okay. It was just what, everybody was talking about a stimulus or something, then what? Everybody was talking about uh, well, everybody was so you know, I'm not like I'm not making I'm not making light like little we're not saying the George Floyd thing didn't matter. But then everybody got into the, you know, they pro-black bag. And, you know, a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon this time around instead of the countless times before George Floyd. And I think that was a big misconception, at least in my point of view. And what? What else happened? Like, what I'm, my whole point is, bro, it's always something new. Now, when this came out, obviously this was a big thing, still quarantine, or at least it should be, and and this but this is what people is on now, this WAP song and all that, and obviously you know TikTok and all this took off like it is, but so you could throw that in a little timeline, but it's always something new, bro. It's always something new each month that people don't want to be on. You see how that Black Lives Matter and. Oh, I'm a black. I am a black man. I will not tear another black man down. Or I'm a black woman. I will not tear. You see how fast all that shit died. Like, that's why I don't really get into all these phases and all this shit. I see it, you know. But people are just trying to fit in, and people on the internet just want to have an opinion about something. They just want their opinion to be heard. You ever think about why you see the most absurd comments or somebody trying to be a troll on your post? about something. People just want attention. That's what people want. And sometimes they'll do a lot of, you know, say a lot of stuff and troll people and say stuff about 
like people just want their voice to be heard. So joining and acting like, you know, following other people and just jumping on the bandwagon about whatever and this month and the next month is gonna be something else. Like I've never been that type of person. Like uh how I feel about whatever's going on at the time, I don't feel like I just gotta agree just because everybody on Instagram is doing this or everybody on Twitter is doing this, like it's never been me. Like and I'm not gonna do that, I speak on how I um, how I feel about it, but I don't feel like I gotta do what everybody else do and this whole social media thing and it's just a way to go about it, real life situations and sometimes social media is not the place to voice your opinion about real life situations and that's just how I feel. I use it for entertainment purposes, memes, funny tweets, statuses or whatever. Um, like that. Like, that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as a way to, for me to speak on social issues and stuff like that. That's just not me. It's ways to go about that, different ways, and ways of not using social media and all that. So, that's just me. Um, but let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about my stomping grounds in Winslow, North Carolina, Bertie County, to be exact. Uh, a lot of people don't know where that is, especially in this deep south um, Mississippi. But for all of you who do and are listening to Money Game Podcast right now, um, as you all know, there has been a tornado. Um, <laughs> and it only struck like a part or a certain part of town or only affected at... Um, did a lot of damage to a certain part of town called the neck and for all of you laughing and don't understand what that is you're obviously not from north carolina or well i'm gonna say north carolina but Murty county you know so if you know if you do you know what i'm talking about and i just like to say this uh, me sitting back and watching i know um my cousin shanazra she's doing everything she can starting to Bertie, uh, strong, um, cash app sending donations and, you know, I seen what a lot of people doing, um, uh, throwing cookouts and stuff like that, all that stuff. And just seeing how, you know, with Bertie, you know, it's not really, there's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, every day and, you know, a lot of senseless violence that happens around that way. And just seeing how everybody has somewhat come together and tried to help out. And just doing everything they can, whether it's, you know, giving um, packs of water and, you know, helping kids out, giving clothes and stuff like that. That, you know, that that was a good thing for me to see. And just to know that it's not a bunch of, you know, ignorance going on and, you know, violence that don't have to go on. That was definitely a good thing for me to see. Obviously, I'm not there in the physical or in North Carolina at all, but me, you know, seeing it um how I'm seeing it and people helping out and doing a good thing for other people that you know tr- like just tragically lost their life or loved ones to an unfortunate situation that could have happened to anybody anywhere so that's good I thought I would add that in there and for the most part this will cover you know first half of the pod so I'm going to hit you all with this advertisement, and I'm going to start my intermission. So, um, yeah, that's definitely everything. So, um, I think I'll add this advertisement right about here. So, I guess that advertisement hit the spot. And uh, let's go ahead. Let me break down this fourth wall. I mean, don't stop acting like I don't... uh, record these day by day and this one day and you know this is that's that's not a thing no more so uh uh, game one of the playoffs happened and as i said in the first half of this episode i would very much like to play the blazers and that's what happened and in this game um obviously things did not go as planned Uh, a lot of three-point shots missed and shooters missed great shots and all that. Now everybody thinks, yo, the Lakers are in trouble and all this. Not to mention a lot of game, a lot of first rounds around the league are not going the way they expected. Obviously, you know, Milwaukee lost um, in game one to Orlando and got it saying that um, 
basically everybody's worried, saying, oh, the, the first seeds are losing, or oh, this is not where it's supposed to go, because usually the first round is just, you know, um, the first round is usually uh, um, an easy game or easy series. It's, you know, it's about a team, you know, who luckily got in there and just about to get swept. But like I said, Portland, they aren't a regular AFC. They, like I said, they have a chance to be top three, top five in the West. So I already knew that going in. And like I said, this is what we need. Just wake up call that we need. And for obviously, LeBron, you cannot have these, what, low 20s, 20-point games and all that. Triple-double is cool. But on the point side, I really don't care about triple-doubles. Honestly, I really don't. I need you to dominate. You need like 35, 40 points. And if that don't happen tonight, then y'all might as well go ahead and take the the KB off y'all jersey because y'all really not doing his legacy no like what 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 are y'all doing for his legacy if you're not putting up 35, 40 points? Um AD, he need to put up at least 35, 40, some 30 point range, 40 if he can get there. It needs to be y'all need to combine for like 70 or 80 points. Like, y'all have to dominate to win. AD needs, what, 12 rebounds, two, three blocks. Like, this is what needs to go. This is what needs to happen for for us to dominate this series. And it's a lot of defensive adjustments that need to be made and all of this. And I understand. Like like I said, I've seen this damn shit come. But I'm going to just keep it real. From North Carolina to Mississippi, I've never heard nobody say that was a Portland Trailblazers fan. And even to this day, I know um, Dame has this little hype going, you know, fighting to get in the playoffs and all this, and basically. But here's what I'm going to say: um, Damian Lillard is one of the best type of players in the NBA. Meaning he's uh, he's loyal. He's one of the best players in the league. But the downside of being a loyal player is that. It 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 like it isn't you not relevant as you would if you teamed up with another star or something like that. And Portland is one of those places that they they the only place I think in the NBA they haven't had an All Star game yet. Like what is there to do in Portland? Like it's it's not a, the city is not really a, has a big attractions as versus a city like Chicago or L A or New York. Like it's just it don't have that type of star power name itself and. That's gonna be his downfall, if you ask me. Now, I, I I expect a lot of adjustments to be made tonight, and the Lakers to pull through and realistically win this series. But I don't feel like that game should have been lost. That's just me. But hey, moving on. Let's take it back. Let's get to this hip hop thing now. Um, in Chirac, you know. I follow Chirac since the beginning, since 2012, and still check in now to see what you know what artists I like of this new generation. King Von is one. Um, Polo G, you know, um, there's some guys in there. You know, I like uh, Rico Reckless. There's guys I like in this Chicago thing right now. Um, the Chicago trilogy, you know, Dirk. He just hopped on, probably one of the biggest songs of his career with Drake, and that's number one. And I think. That goes, I think that right there should be like a lesson to, you know, everybody in Chirac that, you know, you put in time and hard work and dedication over the years, then it will be rewarded with some success, no matter where you come from, how it is or whatever. Like, I think that's a good move for Chirac right there. That's a big move. And that's something everybody should be proud of for Lil Dirk and everybody that's been a fan since, you know, the first sign to the streets like me. And life ain't no joke, so that's cool. Just but on the negative side, as you all know, FBG Duck was shot and murdered in downtown Chicago after shopping. And he 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 you know, he I I had mixed emotions about FBG Duck. Because as a former artist standpoint, I I really don't get his message. One time He's doing positive stuff with Chicago legends and trying to kind of seem like bridge the gap and show growth as far as the, you know, what was it, 300 JoJo World and all that. Like, sound like he was trying to show growth and bring peace between that. Then he drops a song like Dead Bitches and Diss the Dead and all that song. I don't really, 
I don't know if it was for clout or whatever, but if you t- if you if you want to know why he's dead and what song particularly did it would be Dead Bitches. Now, Dead Bitches, if you don't follow uh Chicago Chirac, the lingo and all this, basically the what Gangster Disciples and well growth and development is now what they call it but gds versus bds that is their bloods versus crips like how everything else is outside of that and that's big over there and he basically made a song dissing some dead bds and stuff like that and it's just a very disrespectful song now he over the years him and 600 breezy who was 600 and is you know on that type time and still Chirac um, they have had different type of like they had words over the years over GPS and locations in Atlanta and different disputes Twitter and all that so uh, two weeks prior to FBG's duck shooting 600 Breezy had already recorded and was shooting a video for his diss now when he hears that he is dead and got shot and all that, in his mind, that's the perfect time to release this. And basically, in the song, he's basically a prophet and saying that this song going to get you shot and all this and very disrespectful. Now, this would be viewed as disrespectful in the eyes of somebody, any other artist, if they're not from Chirac. But Chirac, this is definitely up their alley. They're the most disrespectful guys. And, I mean... This beef, I don't think this beef will ever be squashed. There's too many, too many um lives that have been lost behind this, and it's just been. I don't think no peace treaty or nothing will solve all the people that have been lost, and all the disrespectful things people have said about people who got lost on both sides. So I don't think it'll never be no peace, and this just really confirms it. It's a it's a never-ending cycle when you look at Chirac and their artists. But one thing I can't lie about, I know, you know, this song was, you know, he could have released. He, sh- If you look at it on his Instagram, he has that Houston Rockets, Lajuwon retro jersey, the black one, and the video. And two weeks prior to that, you know, that's when he shot, like, took, took those pictures on Instagram. So you know he shot the video two weeks prior to the shooting and recorded probably before all that but it's actually 600 Breezy is probably in his bag now this song probably put him in a different like bag because before this you know he's probably caught up in the Hollywood Lou Rawls thing and I think he's got back in his element now Chicago I've heard a lot of I watched a lot of interviews that said this a death of an artist in Chicago is not nothing new because people die every day so just because FBG Duck died, it's not like, you know, you feel me, stuff won't stop and all that. And that's sad, but it should be the other way. So, yeah, this whole Chirac thing is tricky, man. And it's a foul game. And it's that's the first, the, I mean, the smartest thing to do when an artist makes it out of there is move out. I think FBG Duck, he should have did a lot of stuff differently when Sly came out. He got a deal. He should have left. He should have moved somewhere, you know, where out of Chicago. But some guys just want to still be have that mentality and all that. That's cool. But I don't, I don't see how it's cool because you got that opportunity to move out. You sign a deal. You're making money. You're providing for your family. And you have enough money to take them out of that current situation, take them out of that current war zone that is known in Chicago. And then why not take it? And that's that's the reason a lot of these guys don't want, to, like, they end up in situations like FBG Duck because you can't make a song like Dead Bitches in Chicago dissing rival gang members, then go shopping downtown like, you know, everything is cool and not abide by the stuff that you're rapping about. And... That's not goddamn like I'm not there's no disrespect, but I'm saying like looking at it, that situation could have been completely different. He could have been living New York, California, somewhere somewhere out of Chicago, like 
even what Wisconsin or uh, Connecticut or somewhere not too far like bro it's just yeah like situations don't be having to like go that way and guys just stick around the hood longer than they need to and which makes me think that these guys would rather be full-time savages or part-time savages part-time rappers and not a full-time rapper and star celebrity and I don't understand that. I don't want to be famous in the hood. That makes no sense. Who wants to be famous in the hood? Everybody knows who you are. It's a bigger, it's a bigger, way bigger target on your back than just being a nobody in the hood. And it's still very much a target. If you're looking at the police, then the rival gang members, you're, it's still, it's, it's just adding on to that. And I really don't understand this mentality. And this is going to be the result every time artists sticks around longer than they need to. And I think Rico Reckless said that too, like, you still will see FBG Duck on 63rd or something just chilling like he's not, you know, relevant. And I may not have been the biggest fan of his music, but he's definitely relevant in Chicago and in, in rap period. Like, if he would have capitalized off Slide into an album or something, he could have been set for life, bro. And to to miss out on that and you know sign with a label and still want to live in the streets, bro, or still want to hang out in the streets of Chicago, is beyond me. But rest in peace to him, and hopefully we'll see a, a, a dramatic change in the way things go in Chicago, man. And it's just sad to see how this never-ending cycle keeps going and don't look like it's slowing down at all. So, um, let's talk about the uh, the six nine stuff. Now, you know, I really don't like to give them a platform. I give them a few posts on their page, and uh, the up to date current page that I post daily content is MGP Biggest Fan underscore. That's why I post my daily content now. But the Money Gang Pod um, account shadow banned, and it limited my post, and it even limited my um story post so i will be posting the story about when episodes drop and all that but it'll be um it'll be on mgp biggest fan underscore follow that for my daily content you'll have all the um you'll know when all the episodes drop the link is in the bio if you want to binge listen up to this point now um i'll still be posting on the money game part in the story but it won't be a lot of posts and it won't um it'll be like whenever every episode drop they won't every time i post up there you know they kind of take it down and give me some type of notification and it won't stay up there so i just post off that page now um but yeah let's talk about this six nine thing man because um i see a difference now i see a difference now when he first got out he dropped a little Gooba song or whatever. I was like, okay. And it, he was, you know, still doing his billboard thing and hanging on to that. Now, now I see a difference. Now it just like, like his little trolling skits and all that. It just kind of starting to look like Saturday Night Live now. Like, is yeah, like we tired of it. The same boring concept and uh, this King of New York thing. You know, how much you love your security, blah, blah. Like, it's getting too predictable now. And now it's not working to your benefits because now you're not viewed the same way as 2018 because at least back then some people thought you had somewhat street cred and all that was actually some people you could actually fool people at that time to look past the rainbow hair and rainbow teeth and make you think, yo, he might actually be about it. It was a percentage of people who actually thought that now, like I said, it's just a suburban white Mexican whatever little kids who don't really care about the truth and the facts behind the music and i understand in other cases in the music industry you want to throw in throw that in there fuck it i'm got nobody to talk to i play devil advocate against myself if you want to say that it's other artists who don't live that and this had situations and blase blase i know for sure i know but it's the music industry and it's the guy that want to troll everybody so when it's him it's, I'd rather take more aim at him because he got most to say about YG and all this and want to talk about people selling 20K and 30K and all that. 
Well, let's talk about your your like recent flops. Now, these little trolling skits and all that is not helping you at all no more. Because I think your last two songs, one song, whatever, flopped. Flopped. They didn't, they didn't make it into the billboard and didn't get like, it, it, it wasn't on the radar at all. This going to, you know, see Nipsey Moral and all that, doing all this trolling, that's cool. That's cool because you're doing that with like five, six security guards and um, all all of them are wearing bulletproof vests and you are wearing a bulletproof vest. So look closely. This guy did not get bigger in prison. He's the same size. And now look at him wearing that V-Lone hoodie and all that. Why do you think he's doing all that? Why do you think he's wearing a V-Lone hoodie in L.A. in the summertime? Like, I look at it. It's bulletproof. It's a bulletproof vest. And if he wore like a regular white tee or a regular shirt, then it would be more visible. Now, now look at the rest of these clips. Now look at his shirts and coats and all that very closely. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. And yeah, you remember he thought he was tough and all this. But he um, he denied all that uh, shit that the prison was going to do for them. Witness protection and all that. He denied all that. And this is the route that he wanted to take. So... When, when is when the the guy who wants to troll everything and everybody shows no emotion always has a smart remark in the comments or something. We're happy this happened to you because now we see that when you don't feed into this, if you don't go to the if you don't go to the circus, the clowns won't have a job at all. And once people stop going to this six nine circus. Look how it just looked like he's just bored on Instagram, and look how he everything is going. The music is not even charting like it was, cause nobody cares. And the followers, I mean, the followers don't really tell the story, but a lot of people stop following him too. But he also respectfully gained those followers back and more since he's been released. But. If you look at the difference now, a lot of people stop following this guy. As far as people in the industry, labels, executives, all that. Basically, blue star check accounts, basically. A lot don't even follow this, don't want to see this ignorance no more. So, like I said, I, I mean, and I didn't see this. I thought he was to have a more remarkable run because these days kids don't really care about the truth and rats and all that because it was more about the music to them and the stuff that he's saying it really don't resonate just like it don't resonate that uh, somebody who snitched on people and take people away from their families but the same people he took away from their families were protecting him and his family you know like it's it's, it's a bigger it's a bigger it's bigger than music at some point and you gotta look at it from like he don't care he makes jokes about this all the time but he know he knew at first he couldn't go nowhere without nine trade bloods or security, and he knows for sure now he can't go nowhere without security because somewhere he's a fan might do something to him, not uh, another rapper or a fan or somebody innocent. I don't think you know how a snitch is like perceived across America. Like, that would be his downfall. And it's happening. He's self-destructing. These little skits, you know, sometimes I see him, sometimes I don't. But when I do, it's pretty much predictable. You know, you get a little, ha-ha, chuckle out of it, scroll. Like, you know, like, it doesn't have the same effect. Like, the, the replay and playback value of those little trolling skits and all that, it's not with something no more. And it was a time, you know, during his incarceration that I thought, you know, like, yo, Instagram, social media probably misses this guy. But coming back and still, you know, playing the same 2018 game two years later, I mean, eh. You know, I could, it, it's, it's, it's like hit or miss with me. And it's really a miss right now. So, yeah, that's that. So yeah, like that whole thing, I really don't really got too, you know, too much to say about that, you know, because 
the music definitely won't get played. Next mixtape, really don't care, you know, because you know some people are not really hearing that. But as you, uh, I'm taking this trip back to North Carolina tonight. I was thinking about doing uh, you know, podcast on the road, you know, um, while we're taking this trip. Maybe get some good laughs, maybe some good good content, maybe some funny content. I don't know. But if you think that's a good idea, as soon as this episode drop, hit me in my DM and you see that I posted that this episode has dropped, the Lakers episode, season three premiere. Hit me in the DM, Twitter DM, uh, Instagram DM, Facebook, wherever. Email, it don't matter how you hit me. Let me know if you think that's a good idea. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And if you have no time, tell me why or why not. And it will be heavily appreciated. I'm going to wrap this episode up like this. And try to watch me some more NBA playoff basketball. Get entertained, you know. Make sure I got everything packed. Get this haircut and chill out for a bit. Then I'll be on the road. So, wrapping up this episode, make sure y'all hit me in the DM. Let me know if y'all want this in the car podcast or what should I name it what should be the theme what should I talk about let me know and like that I'm wrapping out this episode season 3 premiere hope everybody stream this on Apple Music Spotify Anchor Audio Mac no matter no matter where damn <laughs> no matter where <laughs> let me know uh, should I do this in the car and I got to give a shout out to uh, Nigeria, Canada, and West South Africa for streaming this podcast. I ain't know, you know, I had a buzz out there, but it's over a thousand. Like I said, and it's increasing by the day. And I'm always checking the stats here and there to see like where else what I need to spread this around to. So I rambled on at the end, but I'm out. See y'all next time.